1: They get their minutes, and they tackle them as they see fit. Here's your host from the Groundhog Day Project and Michael Myers' Minute, Robert Black.
2: Minute 23, Harry tries to interview Annie. To tackle Minute 23, we have Tierney, Steele Callahan, and Mark Carlucci have returned to Oz Minute. You come home, there's a giant maze in your living room. You're like, what the? There's a giant maze in my living room. I've heard of people rearranging the furniture, but this is wackadoodle crazy. This
0: doesn't make any sense.
2: Promise to myself,
0: it's like a fucking cocktail party in here.
2: I get a few words from you before you go. Well, I guess we're well, we're back on minute 23 of something.
0: <laughs> of something that I have three different names for in my notes. Um, Yeah, so we're the Return to Oz crew. Do I have to make a not in Kansas joke? Is it like a law? Well, yeah. <laughs> Your silence speaks volumes. <laughs> um. So, welcome, people. Um. I'm Tierney Steele Callahan, and I co-hosted Return to Oz Minute with
2: Mike Carlucci. <laughs> We're back.
0: Yep. Reunited. Um so we're here to talk about minute 23 of a movie that we know nothing about. Um we do know the title. It has slipped out through all the research and putting things together. So this is minute 23 of Dave Made a Maze. It starts with Annie sitting surrounded by Harry, the cameraman, the boom operator, and Gordon. She's being interrogated and it ends with Gordon nervously cupping his chin in his hand as Harry is flipping out. <laughs> is that, that a fair description? Yeah. No, that's
2: that's pretty much it. They're just trying to have a little conversation here maybe get into character because it's also a movie
0: Uh, well well we'll get there so i'm I'm just gonna hit a few high points of this transcript that i made really quickly um harry literally starts with annie start with your name and age she does not she says my name is annie and we're rescuing dave from the maze And then he says, okay, Annie, when did Dave become able to bring inanimate objects to life? And this seems like news to Annie. He points out that they were just attacked by giant origami birds. There is a small origami bird in the room. He's bugging the boom operator who makes attempts to shoo him away. And then we get a little uh, feminist analysis from Harry. Annie has my favorite line of the movie, because I've only seen two minutes of it, and it's my favorite line of those two minutes. And then uh, Gordon says, let's just keep it about the maze. And uh, there's a fight ensuing, basically. (laughs) Yeah,
2: that's, uh, that's... From second zero to second 60, that is a very good summary. I I just, I I I don't know what people are seeing. (laughs)
0: Uh, Do you want to talk about what we think of this minute first? And we can do a little bit analysis of who we're seeing and how I know their names.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So I, I kind of, I stayed in the dark on this and I just, I've, I've watched the minute twice. Wants to watch and wants to record some thoughts. And both times, I was just, I was ready. I was prepared for him to say, Annie, are you okay? I didn't know when the movie was made. It turns out it's 2017. Uh, I don't know anything more than that. But I kind of thought he was going to go with the Michael Jackson reference, I guess. Oh. Uh, uh, you know, it I'm just seems to be myself. hanging out there.
0: I didn't think of Michael Jackson, but you're right. That is totally his song. Long live class of two thousand two. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're thinking I, of
2: the Superior Alien Ant Farm's version.
0: Yes, I am. Yeah. I literally had not thought of Michael Jackson at all in the whole conversation we had had about that song. <laughs> Oops. Um, yeah, it's uh I, I picked up on the fact that basically, so Harry's interrogating her. And when she says, you know, I I don't know, she's not giving him any answers. She just seems confused. And he gives this like massive sigh and says, often in the media, women are portrayed as incomplete without a man. Uh, You know, talking about a guy, blah, 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 and when she says I don't really care and gets up to leave he screams after her you don't care? You're a woman and you don't care about gender stereotypes? What are you, Betty Friedan? And I I, I still don't get this line because I was reading about her she's the woman who wrote The Feminine Mystique, she was a co-founder of Now um and I was trying to see, because I know there are like backlashes to the different waves of feminism, and maybe that's what he was picking up on, but nothing I read makes that line make sense of, oh, you don't care about gender stereotypes? I just... And then I went down a rabbit hole reading about backlash to feminist movements, and I have to go cry and scream. Um, <laughs> but it made me really hate the fact that he pushes her back down into her seat. On so many levels. Yeah, it was a it was a weird aside,
2: and not knowing the content of the movie, I don't know if there's more of a, you know, is there a message in this movie, or was that just a very strange name drop?
0: Yeah, I mean, she, uh, Fernand was criticized as hysterical by many people. You can guess by the tone of my voice what I think about that. But let's face it: if anyone is hysterical in this minute, I mean, Harry's hair is flopping around. It, I mean, Annie it is confused, and her eyes are darting around. But she mostly just seems to want to be out of the situation.
2: Yeah. So there's. There's a lot going on. Like, I'm not sure from just this minute if Annie is the act, is an actor or Annie is a character. Because they're also making a movie while we're watching. Like, is he directing Annie the character? Is he talking to Annie the actor saying, you've lost your friend Dave? I don't know. Yeah.
0: And, and he does end with, you know, how would you feel if something happened? I, so I guess I could see that interpretation, but like, I just. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking about gender politics, and it's making me real sad.
2: Well, on a lighter note about gender politics, this year, 2018, it's the 25th anniversary of Jurassic Park.
0: <sighs>
2: and Feel part, better already. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Sattler and John Hammond have a quick debate about the Battle of the Sexes, and he says he, he's a points to himself, and she's a points to her. Uh, that he should really go on the on the dangerous mission with the hero of the movie, Robert Muldoon. So I, there's an uh, and you know it turned out okay. Doctor Sattler <laughs> said we'll settle gender battles later. Threw him a flashlight and said peace. And she took off with with Muldoon, and she came back alive. Which
0: Doctor Sattler is my hero. <laughs>
2: she's the only one to leave the compound because uh, Mr. Arnold also left uh, and Dennis Nedry left and all of them died so uh, I think think Dr. Sattler had a good point to make
0: Spoilers for Jurassic Park <laughs> although if you haven't seen Jurassic Park like no offense to Robert who put all this together but stop this podcast and go watch Jurassic Park because what are you doing? Um, (laughs) so you mentioned the movie within a movie and I'm kind of a little thrown off on that. I honestly thought that we were doing a podcast about a movie called Dave Made a Movie, but I was wrong. There is a Dave who apparently can bring inanimate objects to life and who has apparently made a maze. That Gordon is focused on. Um, it, it, that doesn't sound good. But since I was wrong. About Dave making a movie. I have no theories. For what Harry and his compatriots are doing here. I mean I, as far as I'm concerned. This is a movie about Annie. Trying to find. I mean she says her mission is to find Dave. And she says. I really don't care in the best way. And like. It, maybe it's just. When this minute was sent to me, but Annie's, what? I really don't care, is just like, make a t shirt. I'd buy it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, this is clearly a feminist manifesto (laughs) about Annie. (laughs) You were like, no, that's not what's happening.
2: (laughs) Honestly, I have. I mean, that could be Annie, the character. It could be Annie, the actress, or the actress (sighs) portraying Annie. (sighs) Like I'm not sure who is the feminist. Maybe they both are. I don't know uh, there's this is the first uh, so this this is a, a somewhat of a repeat experience for me because I did watch uh on Tierney's other podcast. <laughs> uh, I did watch a minute of oh geez, now I can't remember the name of the movie. This is
0: terrible. <laughs> the never ending story.
2: that's the one. the never ending story. I thought I had seen it as a child, but wasn't sure. Then watched a minute and was definitely sure I had never seen it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which only a, made it better to have you on.
2: <laughs> this is a little bit of a deja vu thing where I'm watching this movie. Though this, I'm positive. I, I didn't see. And now I'm like, well, what can I judge? What can I take away from a minute? Because I was way off. Like, I was way off on uh, The never ending Story. Yeah.
0: Well, I had in my notes, because I, like I said, I I took notes on things, trying to parse things together, and I did just list Annie, the girl, being interviewed. So I didn't question. I was given pictures of people and said, this is who they are, and then I used that information to go on IMDb and see who the actors were playing everyone. I never questioned that Dave is Dave and Annie is Annie, and cameraman is cameraman. I mean, that that just never, never even crossed my mind to be a thing that I wondered. Um, I'm a little worried about trying to pronounce Annie, the actor playing Annie, whoever she may be's name. I know the first name's Mira because Game of Thrones, um, it's spelled the same way. Um, I'm assuming it's Rohit Kumhani but that could be way off and i'm sorry if it is <laughs>
2: that's a that I, I think that's a safe pronunciation
0: yeah um i hadn't seen her in anything before well actually i might have seen her briefly but i don't know um she was on an episode of the mindy project but it was in season 4 i wasn't watching all of them and i don't remember the one she's in so Unfortunately, I don't have anything for that. I really enjoy that she doesn't give any personal information on IMDb. So it matches that Annie does not give her age, even though she's told to. And neither does Mira, apparently. Yeah, we're on a first name basis now. Um, And just on a personal jumped out to me, she was in a short called Carpe Noctum, which is the proper way to say seize the night. But if you're a college freshman in a band, Carpe Nocturne sounds much cooler. That band's been disbanded for a couple decades now, so that's the end of that story. But briefly, briefly, in a band called Carpe Nocturne, and it drove one of our friends nuts that we were using incorrect Latin for the name. Interesting. Yeah.
2: Learn a little something Um, new every day.
0: Yeah. So um, that was... What I got... Wow, you went off on a totally different length than I did.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so, again, the only thing I had seen, or I hadn't seen her in, but had heard of in her credits, was The Mindy Project. Uh, However, she was also in uh, a College Humor Original, just cited as College Humor Original. Uh, She was credited as The Hot Girl in 2010, so...
0: (laughs) Very pretty.
2: College Humor. This is, take it (laughs) for what you will. Uh, But College Humor also did an adventure trailer for the Dora the Explorer movie. Live action, starring Ariel Winter. It's fake trailer. I mean, the trailer is real. The movie is fake. (laughs) There is no full version, though I would watch it. And Dora wears a backpack. Annie wears a backpack. They're both looking for things.
0: All right. Go with it. Uh, the other... Piece of the puzzle. Oh, god. Yeah, clearly. Um, I also have Harry the Filmmaker, question mark. I assume he's making a movie and that he is directing things, but actually, we don't know that. That's just extrapolation. Um, he is played by James... Oh, I just realized I've never said this name out loud. Urbaniak? It doesn't matter. He's been in tons of things. I don't care. It's Dr. Venture, people. <laughs> <laughs> All you need to know.
2: <laughs> After I saw your note about that, uh, when I listened to, <laughs> or when I watched the, the the minute for the second time, I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, that's him.
0: Yeah. I had that with uh, Gordon, which we'll get to once I knew who he was. But um Yeah. I'm, I am all Team Venture over here.
2: <laughs> I was a little excited looking at his credits, because I thought he was in Knights of the Old Republic. Love me some KOTOR. But uh, <laughs> it was just the Old Republic massively multiplayer online RPG, which, you know, you have to pay money for, and I don't think, I don't know. I don't think it was that great. One man's I heard, opinion.
0: <laughs> I heard that acronym for the first time yesterday. So I'm a little freaked out that it's now coming up again. Um, There's a word for that. Uh, Yeah, so I mentioned Gordon. Uh, He has a couple lines here. First of all, to me, it looks like he's wearing a BB-8 t-shirt. I don't think he is. It's just every time I see that little orange arc on his shirt, I just assume that it's BB-8. He's played by Adam Bush. I did not recognize him the first time I watched these minutes through because glasses and hair and all that... It's Warren!
2: The leader of the uh, Buffy's Arch Nemesis? I forget how he <laughs> says it. He says it wrong, That's but I can't, I can't remember how he mispronounces it.
0: <laughs> I've blocked out as much of Warren from my brain as possible. Uh, yes, he was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He is important on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, he has other credits, of course, but what's stuck out to me was actually non-acting. He uh, was mentioned as a member of the band Common Rotation. Was like, oh, check them out, see what's going on. He's listed as vocal, saxophone, harmonica, glockenspiel. So I have to look this band up once we're done recording.
2: Yeah, uh, I I don't know of a band with a glockenspiel.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I've heard music with it in it but this it was like normal current band and here we go I'm like yes let's look this up um yeah that was that was all I picked up on and it. it was one of those things once I knew that I did recognize him
2: I didn't recognize him at all I saw the note about uh, Warren and I assumed that was the director because he looks more like Warren did uh- in Buffy, I guess. I guess adding the beard really threw me. Mm Mhm. But I just kind of did my thing here and went from Buffy because he was also in Leon, the professional with Natalie Portman. Now it's important because Natalie Portman was in the Phantom Menace with everyone's, uh, stars minute favorite golden tony who's in return of the jedi with harrison ford who's in empire strikes back with lando who was in batman with danny devito who's in always sunny in philadelphia now adam here was born on july 6th and what happened around july 6th in philadelphia the declaration of independence was signed and who looked for the declaration who stole it nicholas cage Boom.
0: he said the boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I feel like we're gonna give really short strip to uh, Frank uh, Kayati and Scott Narver uh, who play the boom operator and cameraman. <laughs> because I do not have a Nick Cage connection for them. Although... I really should have challenged you with that in advance. I'm sorry. <laughs> that would have <laughs> been amazing. Um, <laughs> the person playing the boom operator has a little bit of a comedic moment trying to get rid of this uh, animate origami bird. Uh, normal size, not giant. So I'm not sure what that is linking to. Uh, he's been on Adam's ruin. Adam ruins everything. You also... Oh. I I know... Golden Tony was not a boom operator, but for some reason I always think it's the same person. Who did he remind you of, Michael? <laughs> oh,
2: um... Wait, are we, talk- are we talking about Scott or the boom operator?
0: The boom operator is Frank.
2: Oh, okay, sorry. I was on the wrong person. Yeah, the boom operator. I always think about the that crazy Star Wars picture with the boom operator... <laughs> Wearing like tiny pink shorts, and has this giant boom mic, and is just hanging over all of these props and people. It's they're in the desert on Tatooine, or not Tatooine. You get the <laughs> point. It's sorry. Uh, the picture is just ridiculous, and it's the 70s, and I think he has a huge beard too, right? Like yeah. anyway. I
0: mean, there are some sacrifices I, a man only... will make when he's hot in the desert, and some that he will not.
2: I only think about that because I just the the boom mics just kind of fade into your, the background as a viewer, and it was kind of one of the things we looked for in Return to Oz minute when they were in the uh, I don't know, spoiler alert mirror room uh, <laughs> to like see if we could see the crew, and it, it yeah. it's it's amazing to me that we don't see more crew in at least older films uh, where you yeah. couldn't just computer edit. And you'd have to really change film. Uh like that whole process just fascinates me. They always got good pretty good shots. That's...
0: I love that you didn't spoiler alert for the who survives Jurassic Park, but you did for the <laughs> fact that there's a mirror room in return to Oz. That is extremely on brand.
2: <laughs> well, it's 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 been a while since I've done a, a minutes podcast. <laughs> so, you know, I, I I forgot the spoiler alert on the first one. <laughs> God, I don't know how many times I said spoiler alert during, during Return to Oz Minute, but there's a lot.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just in case. Uh, we're kind of pop culture junkies, in case you couldn't tell. So we connect things, as you do. And when you reach Nick Cage, you say boom. Yeah. Um, and then the only other person in this minute that we see is our buddy, the cameraman. I do not over. recognize any of his credits. He has no picture on IMDb. I have nothing for this.
2: <laughs> so, I didn't know any of his, well, I didn't know most of his credits, but he was in the Xbox game L.A. Noir. Uh, he was a motion capture actor for, quote, other characters. It's kind of a, I don't know, it's made by Rockstar, so I guess you would say it's GTA Detectives. I don't know. Anyway, I didn't realize that there were motion cap characters in the game. Uh, I didn't finish the game. Uh, I'm really sorry, Scott. I hope you're not listening to this. I just don't. Say anything.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, we have nothing negative to say. Certainly, we just Scott Nerver. If you're out there listening. I mean, you, you did an excellent job in this minute. Um. So, yeah, that's minute 23. And we end with wondering how Annie would feel if something should happen to Dave. And you, I love that your last note was, Dave isn't there. I'm so confused. And I just wrote back, Dave's not here, man.
2: Yeah. Oh, I had one other thing. I forgot mm-hmm. to write it down. At first, I th- at first I thought the- this is probably a huge insult to the actor whose name I can't remember. At first, I thought the uh, the director uh, Harry uh, I thought was the guy who's the the secret agent in oh geez um, I had it oh well uh, you know the secret, secret agent,
0: agent.
2: It- they wear suits and hats manners maketh man.
0: They oh. just did the Golden Circle. Oh!
2: Wait.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm going to let you type. We don't both need to Google at the same golden
2: time. Golden Circle. Kingsman. 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 I thought he was the guy in the Kingsman. Colin uh, Firth? Y- yes. The older guy, not the younger guy.
0: You thought... Harry was love of my life, Colin Firth. Except not really, because his wife is a wonderful person. She advocates for um, vegan-friendly option, like, green fashion on red carpets, because she has to go so- to so many, because she's married to Colin Firth. I'm just going to keep saying... No, I'm just kidding. I'll stop now. <laughs> I mean...
2: I don't know. Maybe in the maybe in the show notes, I'll put a link. Colin Firth's Wikipedia picture. Mm-hmm. He has similar hair, and they're both wearing big thick glasses. Uh, he I has a th- nose and other features.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I was about to agree with you, but no, I I I can see the glasses being a a thing, and you're right with the hair going for. Okay, I'll 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 give it. I'll I'll let you have that. Um, I'm trying to remember who someone in their IMDb picture. My first thought was, "Are you doing an Alec Baldwin impression?" But I decided no. Uh, <laughs> it would have been one of the filmmakers.
2: So here's to you, James Urbaniak. <laughs> you could be Colin Firth.
0: <laughs> so we end minute twenty-three. It's been a journey. I really don't feel like we've advanced anything for this podcast. I'm sorry. Um, But we would be very remiss and abandoning our brand if we didn't point out that since Dave can bring objects to life, perhaps the powder of life has made its way into this film, which means we can do our clothes out. (laughs) I mean, think about it. Yeah. We don't know how he's bringing inanimate objects to life. This is exactly like Princess Mombi's powder.
2: Yeah, who's to say Dorothy didn't take a little bit of that dust with her, and it found its way to Dave.
0: Dave's not here, man. I'm sorry. I have to do it every time. <laughs> um. All right. Well, we will see you hear you you you'll hear us you great listeners you when we come back for minute 52 i'm a poet and i didn't even know it (laughs) um you wanna do our we had a close out for return to oz that i literally just realized while we were recording this minute totally works for what we know about dave so far
2: okay let's bring some birds to life
0: Weog Teog Teog. Teog. And then I can probably disarm all the traps And then we can We can finish this maze Who is with me
2: That was Tierney Steel Callahan and Mark Carlucci Of Return to Oz Minute taking on Minute 23 Of Dave Made a Maze They will be back in Minute 52 Next time on Dave Made a Minute We've got Andy Nelson and Pete Wright Of The Next Real Podcast taking on Minute 24
1: Thank you for listening to Dave Made a Minute Intro dialogue snippets were taken from Dave Made a Maze, directed by Bill Watterson, written by Bill Watterson and Steve Sears, and produced by John Charles Meyer. Intro music is diversion by The Equals, featured in the film Dave Made a Maze, and Life Cycle of a Match by Parvis Decree. Outro music is Leaving This Godforsaken Place, and Her Presence is Strong Here by Parvis Decree. Dave Made a Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio and all other featured podcast producers. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Dave Made a Minute. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice, and check out all of the participants' other shows to spread the love around. Again, thank you for listening.
0: As long as
2: we're all working together, this is going to be fine. It's going to be great. I need you to notify the families of everyone who died here today. Totally. Wait, what?